So we just wanted to jump on ahead of this and let you know that we are obviously making fun of weird unscienced things, and this is a, a parody. These are not true facts. These are not true facts. Despite us saying several times that these are true facts. And or things that we say are not true facts are in they, fact true they facts. They are facts. Uh, we, we are parodying Super Duperstitious, Jake and Wyatt. Uh-huh. We're big shout fans. out shout out to super duperstitious jake and wyatt now i get to shout out jake and wyatt on my podcast yeah oh how the tables have turned i hope you enjoy remix Get your mic figured out. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice, nice. I always turn it the wrong way first. And now I have to poop. Welcome back to Duper Superstitious. The podcast of the strange behind the science. I'm Audrey. I'm Mike. And we're back again this week today, uh, once again, talking about creatures that people swear are real, but are absolutely fake. We know this. There's a lot of problems out there with misinformation. We're just trying to set the record straight. Yeah, we're clearing it all up. I'm just making sure everyone knows what's what. <laughs> I don't know, do you want to go first today? Yeah, that's, I'll go first today. It's a it's an even uh, numbered episode, so I'll, I'll start us off this week. Mm-hmm. So this week uh, I'm talking about the harpy eagle. Um, the mm-hmm. uh, harpia harpija is a neotropical species of eagle. It's also called the American harpy or the Brazilian harpy eagle. I think I've heard of this. Yes, yes. Um, you've probably seen the the very doctored photos of these uh, next to like uh, scientists and stuff like that on the. Oh uh, log. yeah, these are the ones that are like a whole. They're yeah. like human. Yeah, Hyatt, yeah, which is exactly. Unheard of for birds. Yeah, no, it it doesn't make any sense. There are no large birds. No, uh, it is uh, supposedly the largest and most powerful raptor found throughout its entire like range, mm. and among the largest extant species of eagles in the world. Uh, it inhabits a tropical lowland rainforest, which I'm not sure rainforests are real either. And the destruction of uh, its supposed natural habitat has caused it to kind of vanish from many parts of its former range. Apparently, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sounds convenient yeah exactly yeah exactly as soon as we as soon as we get to a place where we could actually see it it's just suddenly gone Mm. yeah apparently the upper side of the harpy eagle is covered with slate black feathers and the underside is mostly white except for the uh feathered tarsi which is uh striped black Uh, it has broad band across its upper breast and separates the gray head from the white belly so as you can tell like People have really thought about what this creature should look like. There's um, a lot of like imagineering going into this one. Exactly. Yes. You're you're gonna love mine today. Though. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. 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 So, um, uh, if, if the harpy was real, uh, it would be at the top of its food chain. Uh, but apparently, some of these were caught and re-released into the wild, which. Once again, convenient that they were released, so you can't go and see them. Uh, but those were apparently caught by a jaguar and an ocelot. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, what? it's a uh, main uh, prey are tree-dwelling mammals, and the majority of its diet has been shown to focus on sloths and monkeys. Oh, wow. That's, yeah. That's terrible. Yeah. This, you know what that sounds like to me? Hmm. An excuse for people to kill sloths and get away with it. Yes, I 100% agree. Yeah. Anyway, continue, continue. Yeah. 
Yeah, they, they 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 hunt all sorts of these creatures apparently, and uh, the eagle also may attack uh, other bird species as such as macaws. Uh, they attack reptiles, all sorts of stuff. So they're kind of all over the place. Mm-hmm. The eagle's also been recorded as taking domestic livestock, including chickens, lambs, goats, and young pigs. Which wow, come they're on, pretty. The, this the, this is cryptid 101 uh just going after the livestock you the, know these are clear insurance sign, fraud clear signs of of you know cryptid exactly yeah so if they were real the harpy would possess the largest talons of any living eagle and has been recorded uh lifting prey up to or equal to their own body weight which frankly doesn't make any sense i can't lift my own body weight. exactly <laughs> i can't do a pull-up yeah Oh, this is more about me, though, than the cryptid, so... And most commonly, harpy eagles uh, use perch hunting, uh, in which they can scan for their prey and um, f- have short flights between tree and tree, tree to tree, mm-hmm. and uh, spotting their tray, the eagle quickly dives and grabs it, which, if you've seen the size of what this creature is supposed to be, um, it doing a quick dive doesn't make sense. It's like a toddler being thrown through a tree, uh, <laughs> so, like through the, the canopy of a tree, so that doesn't make any sense at all. All the toddlers I've thrown have been very difficult. Right, exactly. <laughs> Well, Chuck. <laughs> okay, and here's the thing. So once again, when it comes to cryptids, they're... Uh, you know what? I've never thrown a toddler from a tree, though. Mm, that's true. Okay. I guess I haven't either. So there's yeah. that. Yeah, we, we could do an experiment on this. Usually, we could borrow Penny. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she'll be one eventually. So as with all cryptids, uh, people are very interested in their junk. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> uh so we we have a whole section here on their breeding. Oh, um, in ideal habitats, nests would be fairly close together. In some parts of uh, Panama, uh, active nests are located three kilometers away from each other, while they're within five kilometers of uh, each other in Venezuela. So, the, like, th- there's a range of them. Peru, they apparently get up to 7.4 kilometers. In less ideal areas, they are up to 25 kilometers. Uh, no display is known between pairs of eagles, and they are believed to mate for life. Mm. Um, so once again, convenient, uh, that they... Romantic. Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, no animals are romantic <laughs> in the wild. Idealized. Yeah. So a pair of harpy eagles usually only raises one chick every two to three years. So once again... Oh, another excuse for it, why we don't see them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, um, in human culture, uh, we, we've been, we've been idealizing these creatures for a long time. Uh, it, Idolizing? Idolizing, yeah, you're, okay. you're correct. Yeah, sorry. Okay. Okay. Uh, the harpy eagle is the national bird of Panama. Oh, um, wow. So, yeah, and it is depicted on the Panama coat of arms as well. What? Let me see. Let me see. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll put this up on our, our page. Uh, you can. That is a wild coat of arms. Right? I like that. Yeah. Uh, the 15th harpy uh, eagle released in Belize, uh, named Hope, was dubbed the ambas- ambassador of climate change. So, another thing we know that's not real. Propaganda pushing. Yeah, Propaganda exactly. Propaganda pushing. Uh, the bird appeared on the reverse side of the Venezuelan 2000 Belovars Fortes note, which is uh, their mm. currency. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the harpy eagle was the inspiration behind the design of Fox the Phoenix in the Harry Potter film. Oh, that. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Now we have two cryptids kind of. Yeah, exactly. Side by side here. Yeah. So w- w- there, there's. Although, would you. Would you classify phoenixes as mythological or oh absolutely not no so i i think um the where is that line anyway i I think the harpy eagle is either a direct ripoff of the phoenix or mike more likely the phantom of the chicago oh 
Oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. So, um, a, a large wingspan, able to lift mm-hmm. all the way up to its own uh, body weight. Uh, huge. Huge, good range. Uh, dark feathers on the top and everything like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it, it all checks out. Um, staying just out of sight. There's not a lot of them mm-hmm. around. Uh, the uh, Chicago is not a tropical environment, obviously, uh, but... It makes a lot more sense that uh, that the the Phantom of the Chicago would uh, take its uh, vacations uh, to Central America. Mm-hmm. So yeah, variety. Yeah, no, and it, it yeah. Also, great theater. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was wild for all this the information. dramatic ass looking. Yeah. Cryptid. Exactly. <laughs> and th- there's there's other versions of it in other countries as well. Um, I, it seems like this myth is spread uh, to several places around the world. Um, that th- those could be other ones such as Mothman or the Flatwoods Monster. Uh, those oh. would also be good candidates as to uh, what creatures, um, uh, what what animals they, people actually think this harpy eagle is. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, uh, as, as we all know, just uh, absolutely fake creature. But I yeah. think that's all I prepared this week. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, I am excited to tell you about uh, our next famous marketing ploy. Oh, okay. Perfect. Um, Got to sell them toys. You'll 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 catch on board real fast with this one. So the goblin shark, scientific name allegedly Mitsukurina ostoni, is a rare species of deep sea shark. Sometimes called a living fossil, it's the only extant representative of the family Mitsukurinidae, a lineage of allegedly 125 million years old. There is not even that old. <laughs> that doesn't make well, any sense. Uh, this pink-skinned animal has a distinctive profile with elongated flat snout um, and highly protrusable jaws containing uh, prominent nail-like teeth, which is like, that's just a story. That's a monster. That's so just, just a... You're telling me that its mouth comes out of its mouth and it has nail-like teeth? Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, that doesn't what, make any sense. What does that remind you of, though? Just uh, right off the bat. Uh, well, the well-known... Uh, Ridley Scott? Yeah, exactly, uh-huh, the alien. Uh-huh. Yeah, the, the, exactly what I was thinking mm-hmm, of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do they have acid blood, too? Because now it's just a direct ripoff of uh, the aliens, the the (laughs) xenomorphs specifically. Mm -hmm. It's also unusually large for a deep sea creature between uh, three and four meters, so Mm. like 10 to 13 feet um, when mature. And it can allegedly grow considerably larger. There was one reported to be at almost six meters long, which is just... That's wild. No, we would be able to see those. Yeah, we would see those more often then. It being a quote unquote deep sea creature, uh, and we have no proof that deep sea even exists, so <laughs> but yeah, that kind of uh immediately for me discredits it, yeah, no, a hundred percent. All right, so various anatomical features of the goblin shark are its flabby body, small fins, and suggested that it's sluggish in nature, which mm. is just very. <laughs> I, I don't know if you're gonna make up a creature, like, yeah, don't do it dirty, yeah. Because you, you essentially just described me, so. <laughs> Small fins. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> the species hunts for um, telost fishes, cephalopods, crustaceans, both near the seafloor and in the middle water column. Its long snout is covered with uh, ampullae of lorazini that enable it to sense minute electric fields produced by nearby prey, which is a trait of, I want to say every shark, which it, it's like... <sighs> You're giving sharks superpowers, and for what? Yeah, for what reason? For what? Yeah. And I think uh, so they can easily introduce the aliens. Oh, yeah. No, that makes sense. Um, 
This was apparently discovered uh, pretty recently, 1898 um, issue of Proceedings of the California Academy Science featured. It featured David Star Jordan, um, and he describes recognizing a peculiar fish as a new species and also a new genus uh, caught between the Sagami Bay near Yokohama, Japan. Uh, It was uh, acquired by shipmaster and naturalist Alan Oston, uh, which is why it's, it's named after oh, Ostoni. That makes sense. Well, and if if he figured out a new genus, mm-hmm. th- that automatically makes it a new species. So, mm-hmm. and he gave it to Professor uh, Kakichi Mitsu- Mitsukuri. Uh, so that's like the whole the whole name. Uh, so that makes it's sense. Like okay. Yeah. Two academic professionals putting their names on some brand new, you know, exciting research that no one can find ever again. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. As far as the habitat, they've been caught in all three major oceans, allegedly, which they're assuming means it's, you know, global distribution for these sharks. Yeah, Sounds like sailor tall tales, but sure. Mm -hmm. Everybody's seen a sea monster. Exactly. Everybody. So very little is known about the goblin shark's reproductive system Mm. and how it reproduces. They haven't even attempted to workshop it. Um, One of the few cryptids where they didn't immediately come up with how it it bred. And I think it's it's a fish. Yeah. Like fish, you can't see their penises always. Yeah, exactly. So penises or balls. Yeah, exactly. I I think it's just not, they're just like, eh, nobody really cares. We don't have to, have to worry about it. Well, and if it's underwater, how are you going to find that out anyway? In the like, deep sea where there's no light. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I'm suspecting that this is actually the cryptid Cadborosaurus, uh, which is a Ooh. sea serpent uh, described to have like a long horse-like head and just like weird front and hind flippers and a large tail, which like that could be really yeah. any, yeah. that could be any fish. But the thing that gets me the most is like the teeth of the goblin shark and the jaws kind of jut out have you you've seen a horse's mouth right yeah i'm yeah yeah i think the same, the same oh no that checks out there. yeah mm-hmm. horses historically with needle-like teeth so yeah that 100 percent that, that I, tracks i think the needle-like teeth is just for it's just for the movies i could see it yeah mm-hmm. people do movies. like to make that sort of thing up make it more mysterious and more threatening mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but yeah there's been um sightings the goblin shark was first kind of discovered 1890 Mm-hmm. Eight, and then all these um cad- caddy sightings happen in like the 1910s 1930s and, okay and beyond yeah so that timeline really really tracks for me yeah and that mm-hmm. that, that does track with you know a, a lot of sailor mm-hmm. tall like mm-hmm. sailor tall tales and stuff like yeah, that word like, spreads yeah exactly and the and the tale gets too big yeah exactly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. wow yeah no that's an interesting one I, I i wasn't familiar with the goblin shark all of the images i found relating to it are pretty terrifying so like it makes sense for me, like, this is a spooky tale, so kids won't jump in the ocean. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I could 100% see someone coming up with something like this, like, oh, spooky, why would you ever do this? Like, right. And I, which brings me back to what I talk about every week, you should always just jump in the ocean. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing, it's is it, it would make a lot more sense if it was Caddy. Caddy's mm-hmm. so friendly, like, they, mm-hmm. they, they don't attack children or anything like that, but, no. like, it's something yeah. you're going to see pretty regularly, so. Mm-hmm. Huh? Wow. Well, yeah. Yeah. That was a good one. I enjoyed that one. I like that one. Yeah. Shall we do the quaff? Sure. Ooh, 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 ooh. Zoo, 
Oh boy. So this week we have Black Ink. So it's a, a premium red blend. From California. From California. And this is a vintage 2018. Yeah. Uh, the On the back of the bottle, it's described as exotic, decadent, and mysterious. Uh, black Ink's exclusive red wine blend combines rich uh, black cherry and ripe black plum flavors with, mouth-watering, with a mouth-watering finish. Well, speaking of... How about we talk about the uh, categories in which we'll rate this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going to rate it by body and chuggability uh-huh. and vison. Uh, how would you rate this for its body, its body? physicality? It, it's cer- it's a red wine. It's dark. So like the black ink. Yes. Um, it, it's like, you know, that that purple that's a little red, but it's so, so deep. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. it does it like most of it looks black. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it it poured out of the bottle nice. The logo on the bottle is all like, um, it looks calligraphied. Yes, and there's a nice paper, yeah, uh, like sure. texture. It's a little embossed. Yeah, no, I agree. Mm-hmm. I, I would uh, I would probably rate this a, a three on physicality on the, the body of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I think I would rate it. This is this is par for the course. Yeah. Yeah. This, okay. This is par for the course on the body. Sure. Sure. Exactly what I expected. And uh, chuggability. Um, as with most wines, it's not particularly chuggable. Well, let's take a drink. I could chug this. Yeah, I could probably chug this. Too. I can chug this. this yeah. Is, uh, this is what? What is it? It's par par for the course, and then you get an eagle for the good one. You could triple eagle. What are mm. the others? Um, birdie. Is, uh, is a birdie eagle. a good one? Yeah. What's the Bo- one? A bogey. Bo- a bogey. That's a Bo- bad one. Yeah. I would say this is a birdie. This is a birdie? Birdie oh. on chuggability. Yeah, I'd probably give this uh oh, probably like a negative six. It goes down real smooth. <laughs> it does. It does. It's smooth. I could chug this. Yeah. I yeah, could. Yeah. And next, the Weizen. Uh, the, the Weizen, the famous German saying. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, let's uh, do another drink on here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do feel very mysterious mm-hmm, drinking mm-hmm. this one. Uh, so that, that one... Uh, I would say that's another birdie. Yeah, another, another birdie. birdie I'd probably give this one uh, an octopus for the black ink. Oh, sure. So, yeah. Yeah, no, th- th- I think that's uh, how we're going to finish off the quaff. So, uh, thank you again for joining us on Duper Superstitious. Mm-hmm. Uh, we- we've enjoyed having you here again. Uh, if you are uh, looking for it, uh, you can check out the Patreon. Uh, <laughs> Patreon at um, Duper, into the character verse. Yeah, into the character verse. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's always a pleasure learning new truths. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, learning new truths. Expand opening, your mind. Yeah. Opening your third eye and really asking different questions. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Question everything. Well, thank you all. Thank you, Jake and White. Bye bye. Bye. <laughs>